dick. <laughs> are we live? We are now. What's yeah, going on? Sir. Welcome to another episode of Horror Research 30, and tonight we are reviewing... Where's the overlay, Aaron? Come on. Come on, you're a professional now. There you go. Hang on. Dang. Oh, shit, he's here? Yeah, he's here. What the fuck, dude? I didn't think you were going to make it. I didn't think I was either. We got some plans, but I pushed him off a little bit so he could come and do this thing. I just right. got so excited, man. I'm like more excited than before. Excellent. Over here, if you guys don't know the review Vengeance. And I'm excited for it. I know these guys are too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's dive right in. Look at this. Deadpool, as usual. What's up, as brother? Usual. Love this guy right here. Thanks, Dad. Love these Friday fan films. Let's go. Awesome, awesome supporter right here. I uh, I remember like surfing through YouTube and finding Never Hike Alone in the Woods and watching it and being like, people make these? And then I went down a whole rabbit hole. And I found Vengeance. And Friday the 13th Part 6 is my favorite in the Friday the 13th franchise. And, you know, with Vengeance and a little bit of Never Hike in the Woods, but especially in Vengeance, they're carrying on that Part 6 legacy. And you guys have, like, most of the cast and people involved with uh, Friday the 13th Part 6. In this, which is great, and you guys brought in the um, uh, Jason's dad story angle that was supposed to be in Jason Six, but got cut. Yeah. See, and I never knew that. So when I saw this, I was like, "Holy shit! What is this? This is a whole new direction for me." What I what so what I thought was really really dope is how you had the original Jason, well, from part two, Steve Dash. You had C.J. Graham, and then I like how Jason took Jason out. Basically, yeah. we didn't see it happen, but Jason took Jason out. And then, Brooks, you had the funniest character in the whole damn movie. Oh. <laughs> Louis. Louis, baby. Louis. Yeah. Hell yeah. I do, and I told my wife I was going to ask you this. So, I know you played Jason. So, for that scene where you're killing yourself, I guess, <laughs> where you, how did you guys shoot that? Like, <clears throat> who was playing Jason for that, or how did you guys do that? Too. Yeah, one of our executive producer backers, um, you know, paid for that role to be able to be Jason in the movie and to perform a kill. So it made the most sense for him to, to kill me. And uh, yeah, so we threw him in a costume and put him up on a, a box to make him taller and um, had him had him perform the kill. Nice. Joe Castro did the effects, did an amazing job. Oh, hell yeah. The effects were awesome. The kills were just out of this world out of this freaking world and i gotta say you played you did an excellent job playing jason i like how you made it your own too but you had like you had an attitude with him and like a certain movement certain walks and just the way you would like turn your head up kind of like how all the jasons did in every single movie one way or another at something a sound or whatever just how you did that great but did it in your own way but still i feel like paid homage to the films, well, stick with six, but with the films in general, but still made it your own, which I thought was, it was dope and unique. It was real dope. I appreciate that. Yeah, to, actually, I, I spent like 36 hours watching behind the scenes with uh, all the actors who played Jason, nice. studying them all, trying to figure out their moves and all that. Talk to CJ Graham and say, you know, what, what are your advice? What are your moves? And he told me, you know, lead with the chest. Every step is powerful. All these things. I talked to Steve and Steve pulled me aside one night when we were filming right at his house in Florida and said, Hey, let me give you some advice. You've been, I know you've been studying us. You've been watching us um, doing all these things to be Jason. I just want to tell you, you got it. 
you have the moves, you have the height, you got, you got what it takes. You know, I, I enjoy watching you play this character, but if I can give you one piece of advice is just be yourself. Don't be me. Don't be Kane. Don't be CJ. He said, I, you know, Ted White didn't look to me. Um, yeah. CJ didn't look to, to him and Kane didn't yeah. look to CJ. Like we didn't look at each other and, and like try to mimic each other. And that's what makes each Jason special. So just when you put that yeah. mask on, be your own Jason. And, uh, and so every time I do, I put the mask on and those, those words go through my head every time. And so I just kind of got on set and I just let it go and just let what happened happens. And I think a little bit of all the pieces I've picked up along the way, kind of like fell into who uh, my version of Jason is. That's so dope. It is. It is. So, Peter, I know you didn't direct this one, but I'm hoping maybe you know, but what's, what's the process like? Cause you're, you're obviously following Friday the 13th part six and with Rose blood, you got some of the actors, but in this one, you got the guy who wrote and directed the movie that's, you know, predates this one. Do you know what that experience was like getting him on board? Well, I mean, Jason can tell you about him and Jeremy Brown, the director, right? Jason, tell me if I'm wrong on any of this. Um, basically, knew Tom, reached out to Tom, saw him at a convention kind of thing. And what we were saying before is that there, there's some outtakes you could find online of drawings. At, they're like sketch drawings or, or of Elias, the father, meeting at the end of the movie. But the studio never let Tom shoot that. So but we, we always knew that. I know these guys knew it. So I think when they reached out to Tom, they basically said to him, hey, how would you continue the story if you had to and i know that tom was a big part of writing with jeremy um what's the other gentleman's name jason oh um mike mead mike mead and and basically had a big influence on that and then was on set um to to make that come true so tom was a big part of like the whole vision of, of everything happening so i mean jason was more involved with that but but as far as like jason stuff jason knows i'm a big jason fan so he once in a while he'd run something by me or how did i walk this way or how this what do you think about this mask so i was kind of a a, a guru at times when he asked me for that yeah when i was surfing through youtube looking for friday the 13th film films because this is my second favorite horror franchise and then i saw like on i interviewed um paul taylor and he had yeah. mentioned he was going to be in vengeance and then eventually we got around to interviewing Tom and CJ Graham and just finding out that these people were involved with the continuation of Friday the 13th in some way. Just, mm -hmm. it's so exciting that, you know, you guys are able to get the original people involved to help you with your yes. project. And, yeah. oh, go ahead. And that was like, that was a thing with Tom McLaughlin. Um, like Peter said, you got the storyboards. You could find those everywhere online of the original ending of part six, the studio, they didn't want to go and, and commit to having Elias Voorhees in the film for the next one so they're like you know we don't know who's going to direct it and write it um so we don't want to commit to that so they they canceled it and when we wanted to tell that elias story we talked to tom mclaughlin and and told him what we were thinking what the story was and said we want to actually open the movie if this is a continuation of perfect, let's open it with your original ending and um as jeremy brown and i were talking i said we should get we should get tom mclaughlin to actually play the gravekeeper in that scene. Mm. And so he he agreed and it was just a surreal moment for him he talked about um and cj to be back together doing the scene he's like you know after 30 years this little silly little scene i wrote 30 years ago that never made it is being made now and it's just crazy so that is awesome that's how awesome does, uh, how do you guys mm. get the idea to bring cj in to play elias oh that was so originally before it was vengeance it was called yeah. mythos and it was just gonna be a short film um and when we um 
we're trying to get our campaign going for that, it, it kind of failed, um, you know, in a way that we just didn't have a big following. No one knew you know, who we were yet. So um, we were sitting in, in my apartment, Jeremy Brown and I, and, and I said, well, let's just redo it. It's like, we have a choice. We can give up, walk away, or just keep going. And I said, first, let's get rid of the mythos name and let's go with Vengeance, your original working title. Um, and I said, and you've all, you know, Jeremy always wanted to tell the Elias story. I said, let's do that. And he said, well, who do we get to play Elias? You know, we have to get, you know, a really good, strong actor. And I was like, well, let's talk to CJ Graham, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Jason from part six being the father, that'd be pretty epic. He's like, like, we're just going to call CJ up and ask him. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. So we had a couple of beers. Jeremy sent him the email and, uh, and he wrote back right that night and said, yeah, let's talk tomorrow. Um, let's talk tomorrow and, and uh, discuss it. So we did, he saw the trailer, he saw all the work we've been doing. And it happened to be June 13th, Friday the 13th, when CJ called us back and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, let's do this. So Ooh, the stars have aligned. Yeah. The portal those... has opened. He is released exactly. from hell. <laughs> I really dug that op- the sequence where you guys redo the opening sequence of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Through Elias's point of view. I mm-hmm. really dug that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I got a question in the comments, Jason. How does Jason handle handle the stardom, stardom. of being on the Mount Rushmore of playing Jason Voorhees? Oh, oh man, there's there's a lot of pressure. I know before the movie came out, you know, people were asking me that, and it was it was a lot because, like I was saying, I can make or break the film with my performance. Mm. If I suck as Jason no one's going to care about the rest of the movie. You could have any other actor fail miserably, fall on their face and be terrible in the movie and people still enjoy it. Um, but if the Jason is bad, no one's going to care. Like you could have Oscar winning performances from everyone else, but if Jason is bad. So there was a lot of pressure to to make sure I performed right and, and did right. And I just kind of had to let go and, and do my best um, and just bring what I could to the table and, Luckily, it seemed to, to work out. Awesome. If I can comment on the Mount Rushmore, <clears throat> I agree with that gentleman's uh, saying that I, I think he's honestly the best Jason out there right now. We haven't had a Jason since 2009. Um, so, Certainly. And Derek Mears was great, but Derek Mears hasn't played it since then. And Jason Brooks has played it five times. Wow. And J- to Jason's point right there, I'm pretty anal about Jason stuff. And uh, I barely had to talk to him about anything. And it, the great thing is even the haters, right? We have a lot of them. Even those people, when they critique any film that Jason and I have been in or Jason's been in, nobody ever says Jason sucked. Nobody ever said that Jason was bad or the moves were bad. Everybody always loves Jason Brooks. He basically is like born to play the part. He never messes up. He looks so much different than other fan film Jasons, in my opinion. Yeah, one of the things that really impressed me with this movie is the acting. Like with a lot of fan films, even in Roseblood, a lot of fan films and stuff, the acting never really is... Mm -hmm great but it was really good in these last two movies that we've reviewed on this show so far thank you it's been very impressive yeah i'm I'm pretty sure last week i said several times that these two films the the two vengeances are kind of my top of fan films for the ones that i discovered and found so i I really liked roseblood but for some reason these have stuck in my mind i went on down a rabbit hole and these for some reason are just there and like i've watched them two or three times Oh, I appreciate it so much. Jason, how, how many kills are in V1? 51 or something? Oh, wow. I think it was like 
46 or something 46 yeah. coming coming for the real record over here yeah yeah, yeah. Well, in, in jason x uh the ship went through the city so they said it was ten thousand people in there what right here on-screen kills i'm gonna yeah yeah like 150 160 or something like that yeah brooks how many did you have how many's in v2 oh v2 i think was like 40 36 to 40. so that's that's what 82 hold on i gotta grab my card that's 82 right something like that well i gotta gotta check my list here 82 (laughs) jason jason has 18 so that's 90. 90 bro and then, and then um i don't think we really count mythos up to you and then in the other film it's it's hunt, hunt uh hinted that you kill at the end in the dream sequence but i don't think you kill anybody on screen yeah so 90. nice hmm. nice not bad dude i'm gonna we should do a stat with that i'm gonna put you in there for, because <laughs> you might have how many does kane have in the four films it's not 90 dude it's not he wasn't even in nine really yeah. someone told me that I think part six had the highest kills with like 16 or something or 18. Yeah, I, I, one thought, of, X, yeah. I thought X, X and uh, Jason X. Goes to Hell were the two that had the most in the series. I think one had like 16 and the other one has 17. It was out by okay. like okay. one. Or no, no, no. We, we did this the wasn't other day, like, didn't we, Sturdy? Wasn't, I was thinking, wasn't it like 24 it's, and 25? I thought it was, tw- yeah, it was 24, it's 24 25. and 25. It and it's not Jason, it uh, it's not Jason 9. It's, it's Jason X and 6, I think, or 1 and 2, I think. I forgot which two it was, but I know it was yeah. 24, 23. They're off by one. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell. Because Jason Goes to Hell, he just goes fucking bonkers. Like, he just starts murdering every scene, oh, basically. Bad. I think he it's averaged, insane. like, a kill and a half every scene, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It was insane. I love that shit. But I really like the hints in this one. Like, we see the Necronomicon from mm-hmm. Evil Dead. In the beginning, which was uh, awesome. We hear stories about uh, Springwood, Freddy yep. Krueger. Yep. I was paying attention this time for all the background stuff. <laughs> Especially yeah. since we know how encoded you are, you know? How fucking... <laughs> I, I, so I, li- I like how you guys flipped it with... Um, instead of Pamela Voorhees being the one killing because her son dies, it's... It's... Uh, Elias Voorhees, like yes. I like I love how he pulls Jason out of the water. I thought that was cool, and then with the Necronomicon stuff. But then when you see him doing all the kills, and it's like, especially the kill in the when they go upstairs, reminiscent to the original kill and the first one. I was like, that's so dope. I, I met her. I met her um, at uh, Monster Mania, and I told Brooks this. And I I brought um, I put the vengeance on the phone, and I showed her the new intro. I'm like, look, we have the same outfits. The J- they got the same guitar. They got everything, and we rewrote it different. She was like blown away by it, that's blown cool. away. She's like, oh my god, that's so awesome. And then I seen her again at um, Aaron at the um, the camp. Nice. She was there. She remembered me and the movie and stuff like that. So to show her, you know, what Jason and Jeremy did there was just so cool. She was like blown away. She she had no idea that she even had fans. That was her first convention, wow, let man. alone that a fan film was made with her part. You know, wow. And, and with cool. that. Cody Newton is the one who shot that scene. And oh, I remember um, he was just like a second cameraman at the time being brought in to help do B unit and everything. And and it was important to me. Like I spent a lot of time set dressing and decorating to make sure that everything looked like the old movie. Mm-hmm. And then when I went over and saw Cody, there's just this B camera dude. He's like on his phone watching the original and he's doing steps. He's like one, two, right, left, straight, left, one, two. And he, he was like, 
trying to get the choreography of walking through the cabin. And uh, I was like, what are, what are you doing? He's like, I just got to get it right. You know, it's like a dance. You go through here and the camera moves here and the POV moves here, then two steps forward and left. And, and that really stuck with me um, a lot and his uh, ability to capture action sequences too. So that's why I brought Cody on as the director of photography for the second one is because his, his passion for filmmaking and uh, attention to detail, because, you know, there's some people that work on films that are like, ah, no one's going to notice, no one's going to care, but it mattered to me, you know, <laughs> and fix it in and, post and fans. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good sequence and people bring that up how, how great it was and how close it was the original. So. So yeah, um, I, I love hearing stuff like that. And it's cool to hear like, you're not just hearing from the, or about the actors and the actors. You're hearing about the cameraman, the second cameraman, just like things that they're doing and put, picking up and doing on their own. And I love that you say that because a lot of times people that aren't in front of the camera, people that are behind the camera don't get as much appreciation as they should and as much shout outs as they should because it's like without them, there's no, you know, the whole, I know the whole team thing, writers and all that, the whole team thing, but it's just cool when you guys. And what you see it mostly with indie films, you don't see it in Hollywood, of course, but with indie films, you guys are always showing love to everybody. I think that's a really important thing. And Oh, yeah. You can't I do it without all of them. I think it helps with the quality of fan films, especially if you're working with the same team for, say, a few movies, because if you're not just, like, showing how you appreciate them, they're going to start... I think people will start caring less through working on your guys' films. Like, okay, well, I'm just here to be here. I'm not that important, so... Whose idea know. was it to bring Tommy Jarvis back into the fold? That was that was part of Jeremy Brown's original script. So uh, a few years before we filmed Vengeance, Jeremy Brown met Tom Matthews at a convention and talked to him. And um, and so he was like, hey, here's our script. It's called uh, at the time it was Vengeance, then flipped to Mythos. But he was like, here's what we're doing, what we'd like to have in the film. And, and at the time, Tom had said, oh, yeah, I'm working on another fan film as well. So, yeah, this is great. And, and he agreed. And um, and then as we filmed Vengeance, um, unfortunately, uh, the day we were going to sign him on, he had to go out and say, oh, no, sorry, I, I have a conflict um, being pulled off of this one because of someone else I'm working with. So I can't do this one Damn. right now, but love to work with you in the future. So um, we were we had to leave that cliffhanger at the end of the movie, which, you know, in hindsight worked out great for for me for, for the sequel. So, um, yeah, but that was always part of the original story is always going to be a sequel to part six, always focus on Tommy Jarvis's daughters. Um, looking for for Tommy, so I like I'm I like that twist. I'm glad we got it with you guys doing it because now now knowing that and hearing about it more, it's like why wasn't that with the original films? And honestly, it would have probably helped with the rest of the Friday the Thirteenth series if you have. I love Part Seven. Don't get me wrong, but say after Part Seven, you can somehow tie. I'm sure you can tie Elias's story with Part Seven the way Part Seven was still one way or another with the original Part Seven. But the ones after that could have been a lot better with Elias put in there one way or another, even if he's put in after part seven. Mm -hmm. yeah. After part seven. And then you could do a trilogy of just Tommy coming after Elias hmm, in their yeah. battle, you know? Man. Absolutely. And um, Absolutely. I know Tommy Jarvis was supposed to make an appearance if they had made the Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, which became a comic book. I really wish they had brought him back into the fold in the Frant movie. So that's why I'm glad that I hate calling these fan films because they're done so well, but I'm glad like the film com fan community has been putting him back in these movies played by the same actor too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, talk about the fan film, calling them fan films like CJ Graham. He, he talked to me he's like, can we just call it an independent film or something? Do we have to call it a fan film? And like, yeah, legally we, we do. 
because you know while we do have support of like the original writers the original cast and crew and, and all the teams uh, we don't have the, the the rights you know and um but then all the actors and the crew they're all working on it it's, it's the same you know basic cast and crew that did the originals is the same kind of thing and, and cj graham told me too um when i was talking to him about it he's like oh i can't wait till you're on the stage with me and being a jason I'm like oh i'm a fan film jason you know um you know you're you're the real deal and he, he stopped me and he's like are you putting on this big old sweaty costume for for feature film i said yeah you doing all your own stunts yeah you're doing everything i did plus more you're like you're doing props you're doing costumes you're doing way more than i did so you deserve nice. to be on the stage as much or more yeah. and um and he's like and we have the same people mick strong from nightmare on Elm street three four blade leatherface boogie nights he's like a major production designer in the 80s he worked on vengeance also and helped do our production design so we had real people from 80s horror you know royalty working on this and it's just the only thing was that we could not say paramount was up our ass trying to give us direction on what to do so um yeah it's just it's just a funny thing though because i i do when i hear fan film i always think of a backyard thing I always think of like friends hanging out and those are fun. You know, sometimes you get some really fun ideas from those, but it's a, it's a weird thing you gotta, gotta do. This is question is for both Peter and Jason. So what makes you guys, you know, you, you decide, I want to make a film. What makes you decide to make <coughs> a fan film as opposed to writing something out and following that? Is it because of the love for the Friday the 13th floor? Um, well, for me, I, I always loved Friday the 13th and the Jason character and growing up with the name Jason, I always felt like I had a little connection to that, <laughs> <Me> but, <too. laughs> um, we, uh, <clears throat> but I just auditioned for the role at first, just, I just wanted to be a part of it, you know, in some way. So that's how I got involved. And then when it came to part two, um, I wasn't going to, um, I didn't want to make a part two. I was you know, ready to move on to some original things, but the fans just kept begging for it and begging for it and wanting it. They wanted to see where the story was going and they needed more. So I finally agreed after I was poking you too. I was I was gonna say after yeah, Peter, I was poking Sean, you pretty good. Yeah, Peter and Sean um, <laughs> yeah. agreed to like help me with it. I said, I can't do it alone. And they're like, No, yeah. we got you. We'll be there. You gotta do it. Um then I finally was like, All right, all right, fine, let's do it. So that's my side of it. I, Peter, he's just insane. <laughs> do you want me to speak on my involvement with Vengeance? Because I didn't write the film, or, anything, or do you want me to talk about Rosebud? You want me to talk about Rosebud. Vengeance? Rosebud. Oh, so Ro yeah, Rosebud was I worked with Jason uh, um, for Vengeance One. Um, I was part of. I acted in Fall of Camp Blood. I was actually part of the Voorhees project too. So I've always been a huge Jason fan. Then I was on screen with Jason, and I just kind of got the bug. And I was I was running like the website and the marketing and stuff like that. And then I just came up with that idea of doing a, a part seven because we became friends with a lot of I became a lot of friends with a lot of the um, real actors like I know Kane and then I go to tons of conventions and I meet them all and I was on decent level. I was decent with Steve Dash too. And then I'm like, why can't I just make a seven and and go from there? And then it was go get Lar. You got Laura, you got Terry, you got Kevin, and it just became humongous. So for me, it was like I saw what these guys did, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make one. I, I think I could do one like a little short. It was supposed to be, but it turned into a full-length movie. So that was but my passion. I mean, look behind me. Ever since I was six years old watching Fire 13 films, I've been Jason every single year for <laughs> Halloween that I can remember. So I cosplayed as Savini Jason. I'm a, I'm a humongous uh, Jason fan, even more than Friday Thirteenth. Like all these shadow boxes are just Jason items and Jason pictures. Not not all Friday Thirteenth. 
I think, honestly, though, Peter, I think that's what it is with us Friday the 13th fans. It's Jason. You're the real fan of mm. Jason. Like, right. Because, I mean, it, it's to the point to where Jason's such an iconic character. You can throw Michael and Freddy in there, too, where people that don't even watch horror, know horror, they know those masks. They know those faces. They know who those three are. Even little kids that have never heard of those movies, never seen those movies. Like, my niece knows who Jason is. She's never seen these movies. Yeah. My, my nephew's five, and at three, we were like, no, you're not watching this. No, but he's funny. They're funny to all of the, you know, the, the Mount Rushmore. It's like, what the yeah. hell? But, I mean, it's they're everywhere now, if you think about it. you have yep. We have the games, the merch, the awesome films. Then you have the toy, like the, I mean, even to the version of like the, they make them like kitty version to where they're cute for little kids, where they're not scared of yeah. still like the Jason mask, but like little yeah. kitty smile thing on it and all that. Yeah. And it's like that, that's so cool that it's like that now. Yeah, so Jason's like, in Jason's in Robot Chicken. See, mm-hmm. he's, he's in, in he's in um, like um, the guy. Simpsons. He's in Family Guy. He's, yep. he's been in everything, which is great. Yeah, he was the best part of Scream Six when they show him for that couple seconds in the movie. Oh, I just got part, my 4K copy of that. Part eight. I haven't seen that yet? Yes, part eight. Oh, damn! You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never heard, you didn't hear nothing online either, Jason. No, and my son, my my oldest son, he's almost twenty three. He Scream is his favorite franchise, and me so too. he he's probably seen the new one a couple times and hasn't told me yet. So, mm-hmm. oh, my bad. Should we, should we not? No, talk it's about all it? good. It's my fault. It's been a while. I've it's been out. <laughs> I, well, I got to talk about it. Fuck Jason. So yeah. it's it Scream goes to New York and they're in Manhattan and then she, he walks in the thing and there's Jason takes Manhattan on TV. I'm like, oh man, I was so excited to move there. I'm like, oh yeah, that was on purpose. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that was good shit. I like the homage like that. There was a couple homages to other stuff in Scream Six. Mm-hmm. There was. I, I appreciated yeah. that. I love. Bro, I got I got Scream Six number two. I got it one two. I got it one six two. Oh wow. Yeah. That's how much I liked it. That's how. Yeah, that's how I have it rated too. I loved it. I guess the killers early on, but um, I still love the movie. Yeah. I guess two of the three. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's my fault. That was real bad. Um, Yeah, I loved it, dude. I I just, to be able to rewrite something like that and not make it stupid or stale again was just phenomenal. And to me, the best action and the best kills out of all of them. I need to do host scary snobs with uh, Peter. He's a much better taste in horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> who, who you host it with? Sturdy guy right here. Oh, oh, the ones I've seen then. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hater of Scream. I don't like. I, I was bro. I'm not a big Scream fan either. I'm older. You know, I'm 47, and and like Riley, who's 25, 26. He he loves that shit. That's like their Friday the 13th. You know, yeah. they grew up with it. So, but I, I never liked it. It's just not scary. At t- you know what I'm saying? Like, he trips over himself 48,000 fucking times, you know? But then again, you can make fun of Jason. So I oh, you can it. make fun of any of them. Yeah. I do I do like the mask. I'll give him that. And the kills were better in this last one in part six. And I'm going to watch part seven because I'm a completionist. And I'm even going to go through all of them when the next one comes out just because I forgot all of it. <sighs> but I've seen worse. I've seen Blood League, so... I Jason, uh, Aaron Sir Sturdy got me into um, Thanks Killing. Yep. And then he got me into what the fuck was the other one? Jaws, Santa Jaws? Thanks Killing, Santa, Santa Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Evil Bong, like all that shit, bro. Ginger Dead Man, Evil Ginger Bong, Dead Evil Man. Bong versus the Ginger Dead Man. There's like 20 Evil Bongs. I'm not joking. Yep. Really? Yeah. 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 All on two those, but not Sharknado. Yeah. I, huh. I can't stand Sharknado. I love Sharknado, man. I do highly recommend Thanks Killing, and I. 
I'm telling you, trust me, watch it the week of Thanksgiving. You'll get the best time. If you like it or hate it, you're going to get the best watch watching it that week. It's I good, don't know dude. why. It, it's it's you. It's Louis humor. All right. It's Louis humor. Right. So, like, you know, how people have like certain holiday movies they watch every year. That's literally my one. I watch you. Every you got me into it Tuesday, two Thanksgivings ago. Thanks, the, week's, the week of Thanksgiving, every Tuesday, I watch that movie. Nice. Yeah. I have to. And I review uh, it on the every list. single week or every single year. I, that's the only movie I bring back every year. It's not even close to my favorite horror movie. I don't even know what that would be, but I just love it. It's funny. Like Probably, the, the turkey bangs out a chick and talks shit to her. So, pull us back on topic. I like how Vengeance um, made eight no longer canon. I thought that was fun. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like we, we talked about that because it's a sequel from part six. And then it's like everything we do takes away like it, it just chronologically breaks the timeline so we just kind of address it while they're in the woods by having them go through the notes and like oh yeah there's rumors about reports of them showing up in new york and and all this and whatever but um it's just all people talking you know hmm. it's legendary so hmm. we don't want to completely ignore the fact yeah. that those moments happen but just kind of made them like urban legends so they're just paying homage and again paying yeah. homage and just in a cool way and throwing it yeah. out there for Friday the Thirteenth fans that will catch that will catch those yeah. those little things right there like that. That's really the way to do it with uh, continuing off of six because I'm sure if they had made <coughs> Tom's sequel, you know, we wouldn't have ever got Rose Blood. <coughs> we'd never have gotten. Uh, I'm sorry, we would never have gotten the New Blood, which would, we never would have gotten Rose Blood. But um, correct. Is there going to be a third one? People poking you for it. Oh God! No. He said, "Oh no. God, no!" <laughs> if someone was gonna go and and pay for the whole thing, take care of all the finances, you know, get everyone paid properly, and we could do it the right way and not have to do this whole crowdfunding and you know raising money and you know it's a lot of work. It's almost as much work running that as it is making the film. So it's just I'd rather do something that we could then profit off of um, and start building other movies from. But it's it's a lot. People don't even realize how much work goes into the crowdfunding portion of it, let alone the actual movie making. Mm -hmm. And um, and for the only thing you can really gain from it is notoriety or get some attention for what you're able capable of doing um, for future projects. So but I think need, we've exhausted that on our end. You yeah. and Peter need to go pitch to Paramount because I'd love to see you guys take over. I've been saying that oh, for years, man. There's a, there's a lot of great fan films out there. You see, you know, I, I would love, I don't know how everyone gets along, but just in general, so everybody gets along. I know it's not all kumbaya to where the fan films can be the main films. Cause it's I'm like, these people are putting their passion into it and they're, you're not, this is how you can tell people they love doing what they do because they're not getting paid for it. Like you can't make money off the movie and they're still doing it. Like that, that tells me something versus Hollywood throwing the same movie out every year. And you know, just putting two, three, a slash, and this is different. Yeah, when I was watching Vengeance today, I'm like, I wish the Paramount would just force the money, buy the fan films, and release them in a set. <laughs> I would, I would just give it to them to release. You know, I would even yeah. like charge them. Like, I mean, it'd be great if it worked that way. And just say, hey, Paramount, here's Vengeance, Vengeance Two, and Roseblood. Mm -hmm. Make them canon, make them official, put them out in the world, distribute them. You take all the money. Just. It's all profit for you, you know. Or, and, or, or even we like your story. We're gonna throw a mill at it, you know. Yeah. Make it happen again with a mill, you know. That would be amazing. Yeah, so whatever it is, it would be it'd yeah. be great. But 
it's it's and it's it's kind of weird in the sense that it seems like they don't pay attention to what the fans really want and the fans really watch. Like there's a reason why your guys' film has as many views as it does on YouTube and people who have the Blu-rays and everything else. There's a reason for that, and it's yeah. because people really, really, really enjoy it. Yeah, because you're not really complicating Friday the Thirteenth. You're making Friday the Thirteenth movies, which is what the fans of Friday the Thirteenth movies want. Yes, we're, we're really just filling in holes. Jason fills yeah. in Elias. I fill in what happened after seven. You know, like mm-hmm. I think we just fill in holes that people always wanted. Yeah, which is dope. We tell the stories that we want to to see. Yeah, and you know? that's so. the important thing right there. And I guess that's why I. I in a way, maybe you can think of it as a good way as a fan film because the fans creating the film, what the fans really want to see, not just, again, with the Hollywood, hey, let's make another Jason movie. Or, matter of fact, let's make another Halloween movie. Halloween ends, but have nothing to do with Michael Myers. <laughs> and we all went and seen it, and then we were all pissed off about it. I like that movie. Versus the fan films. <laughs> see? And you're over here talking about me, not like in screaming. You like that? <laughs> I I do. It, it's I a good think... movie. I remember I said I said this a thousand times. It's good... as a movie, it's a seven five to me. As a Halloween, it's a four or five. As That's a Michael, as a Michael film, it's a zero. I said as a Christine yeah. remake, one hundred percent. It's pretty good as a Christine remake, but as a Halloween sequel, it's not very good. Yeah, and Michael's the worst. Michael's not only the worst Michael, he's the worst slasher rendition ever as far as being weak. A little fucking punk bitch goes into his hideout, piece of shit out, and takes his goddamn mask. Yeah, that was just embarrassing. That's like cutting someone's balls off and taking them. You know, And then he he gets beat so easy at the end to him. He's like, this is just stupid. What would have made that better is if, for that one, real quick on that, Halloween end should have paid homage to Halloween three, maybe made the mask, the shamrock thing. That's why he had all yeah, almost the, the font. The font was three. The font, yeah. the font in the beginning of the film and the end yeah. of the film is three. Yeah. Mm. They almost, they that route. And I know they almost did, but that something simple like that would have fixed the whole movie. Have a silver shamrock in the mask, whatever. Boom. Fixed. Did you <laughs> hear about the alternate ending they had? Remember they kept showing the light tower. Mm-hmm. And there was, and then there's supposed to be something with light tower right next to the light tower. Supposedly, I saw a whole thing on this. There was a factory, and at the end, they were supposed to go to like you're saying, and, and to the factory, and that's where the mask went. Somehow tie it in. I don't remember how they said they were going to do that, but they cut it out. That's why they kept showing you that light tower because the light tower was supposed to be light tower for like the facility. So I was like, holy shit, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. It, was- they think they see it as risky. We see it as awesome. We see it as that would have yeah. fixed the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie. And then you and then you know how people say part three has nothing to do with the movie. Michael wasn't in it, blah, 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 blah. You're like, okay, well, this one ties it. This part three actually ties it in with these three because Yeah. And if you made it so the mask, like you said, made Michael Michael, and then you go back to the store, uh, the warehouse, now you can say, Hey, they can make more Michaels and you keep it alive that way. Yep. Right. That, and then you still have the pumpkin, the witch, and what's yeah. the other one? Skeleton mask from Part three, you could use all that as well, but you guys did it right with your film. Thanks. You guys know what you're doing. This is why you guys got to trade places with them. Make them work their way. Why don't we do this, Hollywood? Why don't we make, you know, you got your top guys that keep doing the same boring shit that's not making you guys any money. Send them back down and pull these guys up that deserve it, that are actually making stuff that we want to see and want to, want to watch. And we're actually sitting down and discussing them now. Thank you. Do something like great. that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just like a sports scene. Like if an athlete's not doing too good, they get cut, they get benched, and someone else comes up. And I think that's what we need to do with this because you guys have been sucking lately. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When I heard the Jason found footage movie that they were supposed to make a few years ago, I like cringed. I'm like, how hard is it to make a freaking Friday the 13th movie? I know right. there's rights issues, but like some of the ideas they were pitching over the last 10 years, it's like, what? Two major <laughs> scripts came out. The one you were saying with found footage, the director of VHS was going to do that. Mm. Uh, and then there was another director, Stephen Apiochi, or what I just read his script a few days ago. That one's crazy. That shows how Elias was sacked Jason to begin with. And all kinds of stuff like that. It was a crazy story. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. And that's the stuff we want to see as fans. want to see... If you're going to do... The way I look at it, if you're going to do a remake or a reboot of these movies, and not... Like, you guys did a mixture of tying... You know, making kind of a sequel. But if you're going to do the... If you're going to do a reboot or whatever, because you know they're going to eventually do a reboot for these, why not do something like what you guys are saying? We're just doing it... You know, you're making another Friday thir- but just twist the story a little bit. Not too, too much, but, you know, add his father. And this is why... Pull these guys up, Hollywood. Pull them up, because... They'll do it justice, and they'll make a lot of money with what you guys love. <laughs> so, and, and I think that we, you know, as fans, we know all the ins and outs of it. And there's like, like Peter said, there's the unanswered questions. There's a, there's a gaps in there that we can fill, mm-hmm. and we care about filling those and coming up with something creative that ties into that. So it it connects to things that you already know inside, and that you know other fans already are connected to. So you're just kind of expanding on on that right. rather than just saying, hey, let's get the newest director. Let's get the newest talent. Let's get all the stuff and some new hotshot writer and stuff and get you guys together, see what you can do and spurt out something that appeals to the masses so that you can make the most amount of money yeah. and um, and expand the audience to younger people and teenagers and people who don't like Jason. Maybe they'll come watch it and you try to cast that wider net. But as fans, we just kind of stick to that fan oriented um, direction which I think is what makes it stronger and resonate more with fans. And uh, which I think is smart because that's what made it popular in the first place. Yeah. And well, <clears throat> what, you're, what you're saying with that too, I feel honestly, I feel like if you have the fans doing it, you're eventually going to draw in more fans, younger fans and all that, because then you're going to be like, Hey, I'm going to get my niece to check this one out because yeah. it's a little bit, it looks newer than the ones that I grew up with and love. So it will be harder for me to show them, you know, the older ones. And I'd say, and then what you guys are doing, they'll be like, oh, this is cool. And then it may make some younger fans because they watch these awesome films go back. And, now I want to know where they got these ideas from. What gave them this? Inspiration? And then maybe they'll want to go back and watch the originals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with them making all these remakes and stuff to where it's too, they try to make it too watered down and too into today's too much. And it's just like, make it for what we want to see. We don't care about all this outside. We go to the movies to get away from the outside world, for one. Yep. I know you got to throw some things in there here and there, depending on what yours, which I get. Just don't oversaturate it with that. But it's like, give us what we really want. And you guys did definitely did that with Vengeance. This mm-hmm. was freaking awesome. This was an awesome and, and you got a good point about them going back and watching, because for a while I was kind of blown up on TikTok, just talking about the experience and stuff. And I had a bunch of people come in who had never even watched Friday the 13th, who found me, who listened to stories. They go watch Vengeance. They loved it. And then they start commenting. I just went back and watched Friday the 13th for the first time, the originals after watching Vengeance. And so all these new fans were starting to come out from watching a fan film. And now, you know, the residuals are coming in for these actors and these yeah. old, you know, other people from the franchise. So they're making money off of what we did yeah. um, because pe- they're getting new fans and getting people watching these movies again and, and getting interested. Which is a great thing. And that's why I say yeah. instead of casting that big wide net, you cast the one that you go directly for the fans that appreciate this, that love this, that keep these movies thriving, these franchises thriving for however many years they are. 
and don't do the whole wide net and water it down because then you start losing us. <laughs> the ones that dragged it here and the ones you're trying to get, they're going to be here for two seconds. Oh, this is cool. And then that's it. They'll yeah, be moving on to the next thing. And that's oh, it. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, versus everyone that's been here since the 80s. I mean, stay true to the source material or make something different, right? Thank you. And that's one of the things I was going to say is like, kudos to you guys. You guys deserve all of the accolade because like you said, you've created something that's now driving a force within. You've done it with limited resources, but you've done it because your passion allows you guys to isolate the details and you guys get to use it in the way that's true and still able to get people around you who can make that same vision come to fruition. And that just is a testament too to your egos or whatnot, because it's not just all about you or you're making it, you know, you got people around who you're capable, you know, you got people you can depend on. And this doesn't get done without those people as well. So kudos to you guys and everything on it. Thank, Thank you. Man. you. You're, you're right about like the passion of the, uh, not only the, the captains per se, but it goes all the way down. I mean, like everyone on our set, Jason, I'll tell you, just like the 25th person on set is working their ass off mm -hmm. 16 hours a day and just doing everything because they believe in the, in the passion. They believe mm -hmm. in the story. And everyone tells us, I'm sure Jason the same. I've had Laura Park Lincoln, Kevin Terry, Todd Jenkins tell me, this isn't the way a set goes. Everybody hates each other on a mm -hmm. set. And everyone's just there to do a job. They want to go home. And there's no, like, we won't do anything extra. We're on our sets. Everybody, it's all they want to do is something extra. So I, I agree. I think you were spot on with what you said. Yeah. And and just going further on that, too, because it is a, a fan film. And um, we don't have those producers and everything, those production companies coming down on us. Like Darcy DeMoss was saying, um, Tom McLaughlin. Like we don't have people breathing down our neck. And they said, this is, as an artist, the creative freedom we have to do whatever. Because the first star, she's like, well, can I say this or can I do that? I'm like, I love it. Let's do it. He's like, really? It used to be so hard to be able to get an idea in or to do something creative. And um, and so being able to do these kills the way we want to do them, being able to tell the story we want to do and and show what we want to show um, story-wise or content-wise, like the actors loved it. They're like, this is better than working on a franchise film because we can we can actually explore our characters more and we can really be creative and not have our hands tied. I love that, man. I love that. And and on set, people people will come up with we'll all come up with something new, or an actor will, or somebody on set will say something. Hey, why don't you try doing this? And we usually listen, and it usually changes the film. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever want to play Jason, Peter? No, I mean I cosplayed him. Um, the that Sabine short one. motherfucker over there. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I love him too much to to. I mean, at first I'm like, you know what? I could do it better than anybody because it's just I've been watching it so long, and he's kind of a physical guy like I am. But um, then after watching Jason do it, I mean, I was supposed to be the Savini at the end uh, of mm. Rosebud at the end that final scene. But mm. Jason's just I had the whole outfit here, uh, everything. But Jason just deserves it, and he's just so much better, and he looks better, and he looks the part. So like that whole ego part of my mind has like gone away. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like I like creating a better Jason on my own than being him now. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Sure. That, that, that's big because yeah, I love him, bro. I got it fucking is, 77 masks. I was showing Riley all the masks, Jason. He was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little obsessed. I got the at you were saying Jason. I think right, Taylor. Um, Ash versus Jason. Uh, Ash versus Freddy versus um, what Jason. the fuck? Uh, Jason versus Ash. Versus Ash. Yeah. Sorry, I had all the comics and everything. Remember, in, at the end, he gets shot with the shotgun and the lower half of his mask comes off. It's all black with lines. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have that mask. I had that mask made. 
because nice. I love that comic part, that that look of him. You can see his teeth and stuff. It was pretty cool. Both those books are awesome. Like, Phenomenal. Grades, they're Phenomenal. so good. Yeah. You're gonna have mm. to give us a tour of your masks one of these days, Peter. I do. I, I, I mean, if I had money, I'm supposed to get these. I have stands for like eight of them that I like, and then I have older stands. I want like at least 25 stands, and then I want inserts for every single mask that I have, so I can like highlight them in a video. Nice. I got a question for everybody. Yeah. If Sturdy doesn't mind, what's your favorite kill in a Friday the 13th movie? Uh, I'll go first because it's easy. Favorite kill is Jason dying in part four at the end. Everybody always gives me a Jason kill, but no, dude, when he fell on that machete and slid down that machete, dude, to me, that's the best kill in all the franchise. That's that's a different answer. I wasn't yeah. Asking. How great is that kill, though? If that was a regular camper, you'd have thought it was great, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah. But uh, I always root for Jason, so I can't go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, favorite, favorite. Damn. Damn you, Jason. That's that's a tough ass question because there's. I think so Brooks knows his, right? Great. Yeah, ones. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I really like in part nine the tent slicing the girl in half and stuff. But it, to me, it's like it's not really Jason. So I, you know, but I like the effect on that one. But the nitroglycerin is a nitroglycerin in actually smash the face. That was no, no, liquid yeah. nitrogen. Sorry, liquid nitrogen. I always get it fucking wrong. That's because Todd did it that one time or whatever his name, and we messed it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah that one, liquid nitrogen face, and then smashing it. That was amazing. Mine is the bed kill in Freddy vs. Jason. After stabbing him ten times. Yeah. 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 You know what one I really, really enjoyed? I won't necessarily call it my favorite, but was the campfire kill was in 2009. In the oh, yeah. With the lap set? That was, oh, part seven, beating her against it. That was dope. Yeah, <laughs> but the, but the 2009 where she was cooking in there, that was pretty yeah. cool, too. That was, and then was, she fell out and she was all bubbly. Yeah. And that was just, and what made what made that stand even more because that was just the intro. I was like, oh, man. We're getting you it. could argue that's the best opening 15 minutes in any film ever. Was they do the 15? backstory. They do her being burned. They, oh. The guy steps on the fucking um, the bear horse trap. fucking bear trap. Then he gets hit with the machete. And I mean, that was a great opening. You saw Jason in the in the sack version, which was an awesome version. I, I love that Man, opening. That opening was so yeah. long. I was waiting for the end credits to roll when that. Yeah, <laughs> longest <laughs> opening scene credit ever, right? I think I so. Seeing that, seeing that in theaters, and right once that intro comes, it's boom. This hits screen Friday the Thirteenth. Every, including myself, I don't usually do this. Everybody was clapping and cheering, like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. It was so. I was like, "Oh, dude, this movie's spot on." And then it just kind of—I mean, Mirrors is great. It's—it's it's hard for me to even figure out what's wrong with that film. It's really just the the characters. You just uh, do not give a shit about any of the fucking characters. No, you—you. You, I'll yeah. tell you what my issue was with it, and I wish it was based more in the '80s, honestly, or just even '90s. Yep. They were on their phones too much. It wasn't dark enough for me. Like the intro was great. If it stuck with that theme, like the same feel and the vibes of the intro, and I'm not even mad about how the camp was set up and Jake's had all those traps and all that other stuff. I thought that was dope. But like, like you're saying with the characters, it just didn't. It didn't have that same feel with them as a Jason movie as it does with every other movie. And of course, with this one right here that we just watched, where it's kind of taking away when you see them too much. It's kind of taken away. It doesn't really feel like a Friday the 13th film until you see Jason. Yeah. I, I don't like Jason kidnapping and no, holding no. hostages and, or using like gun weapon type things, shooting crossbows or bows and arrows or anything like that. I, I just feel like he's more animalistic and not having that 
fine dexterity or anything. So okay, that's what took away from me. But that's not Derek's fault. Derek did a great job. Yeah, Derek was great. But Jason, Taylor, and Chris, worst name. What are your two favorite kills? I just said Freddy versus Jason, the best. Oh, that's right. What'd you say? First name or did you? I didn't yet. I, mine is kind of weak, but it's the scene where they're out at the rave because I, I kind of count that oh. as like one whole little shebang where he gets lit on fire and then the dude's still sitting there, waits, starts slashing, and all of a sudden you start seeing halves of people and shit blood everywhere. That was a fun scene, though. That was, <laughs> that was a fun Jason scene right there. I'm oh, sure yeah. the internet's going to at me, but I love Freddy vs. Jason so much. I, I, I was telling Sturdy, same deal. I was like, you know what? I got to watch that again soon. He was like, has it been a while? It was like six months that, or so. Best trailer in the history of Friday the mm -hmm. 13th. That was expensive. They put a lot of money in that film. And that, that trailer where the, the corn maze was on fire when Jason was on fire and mm -hmm. and Freddie portraying himself in that dream like a shadow on the street. Yep. And then you're like, holy shit, dude. I remember that trailer. I was like, I can't believe we're going to, after Jason X, I'm like, I can't believe we're going to get what we always wanted. I'm like, I was so pumped. And then you find out Kane's not in it and then you go into it and Jason's yes. just fucking... <clears throat> A fucking I don't even know what the fuck he is Frankenstein it just wasn't that good no, another movie that was Ted terrible character no I, I liked it and I got a pre-release press screening of it and was able to go in with another friend of mine named Jason and you walk in you had to choose sides you either choose Freddy or Jason they give you a Freddy mask or a Jason mask and you get in the theater and everyone is just cheering and screaming and yelling at the screen the whole time the, the energy was so high that's awesome. and uh so that just made the whole experience for me so I can't watch it without feeling that again so i think that's a big reason why i really love it too when, when real quick when jason showed up in the in that room when they pulled the freddy into it for into that room was on fire and he was across mm -hmm. the table with him shit bro the the whole crowd jumped up and went crazy yeah it's different yep. when you're in the theater for sure yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. Is. yeah. it really is and dad pulls out his favorite kill is from part six <clears throat> paintball guy smashes face up against the tree and pulls back sees a smiley face I hate that kill, bro. <laughs> that kill. That's the reason why six is that smiley face and another joke or two are the reason why six is below four for me. And I know that most people love it. I get it. They're like, oh, I love that comedy. I'm like, I fucking doubt. You know, like a smiley face. You know, that wasn't CJ either. I forgot the gentleman's yeah. name, Jason. He's a yep. big, like, stunt guy now, right? Yeah, some. Yeah. I don't remember. I forgot what the reason was for that part, too, as far as why he wasn't. They, they said he looked weak and chubby. Oh, yeah, you yeah, too much ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> when CJ, the picture, somebody brings it to him, he goes, he goes, hey, look at this. And he pulls up his phone and he shows him back then with abs. You know, he was pretty jacked up. And he goes, see that tummy? That's not me, man. I just want to let you know, you know. So it's funny. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh, man. CJ was great, too. Great guy yeah. to meet. You have he's a, he's a ball buster on set, as Jason. Oh, he's a prankster. Yeah. He's pranked me so many times. And, He'll make yeah. fun of, like, what team you are, if you have muscle, if you don't have muscle, like, whatever. call me shorty, whatever. <laughs> like, he he, he, he bought um, – he's a Raiders fan. So he bought – what was it, like, 20 little, like – I don't know if they're magnets or little symbols of Raiders. And he hit them all along. Yeah, he, he hit them all over Sean's house and property and, and back houses and oh, guest houses and shit. Put them in toilet his, paper. Yeah. yeah. It's drill. Yeah, drill. <laughs> at the yeah. premiere in Blairstown when we had the premiere for Vengeance, um, he snuck into my Airbnb in my room ahead of time and planted a bunch of like fake spiders under the pillow and in the shower and all this stuff. And... <laughs> when we went to Connecticut Horror Fest, oh yeah, he, he fucking stole uh, Brooks' table. table and fucking rolled it all the way down in the corner in the morning. We didn't. We get there, all our shit was there, and we're like, "What the fuck happened?" And then the guy's like, "Hey, CJ Graham stole your table." So it's funny. <laughs> 
He's a funny dude. That's- and then on, on Vengeance at the end, um, and the whole scene where we're faced off, you know, Elias and Jason are faced off, and he lifts the mask up, and and he, uh, he's talking to me, and he says, "You're not, uh, you're not my boy." He talked to the director ahead of time, and on on the last take, he does that. He's uh, you know, it's all tense and it's just pouring rain. Everyone's miserable, and and he lifts the mask up, and he says, "Jason, I love you," and then plants a big fucking kiss on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got like all the slime and goo running down the face and stuff. And I have no idea because I can barely see. I got silicone in my eyes and the rain and it's just dark. And, um, and I'm like, wait, that's not the line. And he, I thought he fell into me or something, but everyone's cheering and laughing. And it's, it's in the behind the scenes on the DP. But yeah, he's just always, always trying to do funny stuff. Yeah. Let's see. See, and that, that I'm sure that makes things more fun and just kind of like you said, probably loosen things up on set when it gets tense or just people are just not even out of like it's just exhaustion. I'm, ass- I'm assuming people are just oh, yeah. Like, CJ tell, J- Jason interviewed with CJ in Arizona when he lived there, and CJ told the story of how he bust balls with Kane and how one time he took Kane's table name and stuff and put it on the men's bathroom. So Jason <laughs> does the interview. I go, bro, I was there. And he goes, no, and I had pictures and I sent it to Brooks and it's in the behind the scenes of Vengeance. So I actually had the pictures of CJ like ripping down, or Kane ripping down CJ's uh, name tag like everywhere. His own name tag with CJ. <laughs> pretty funny. That's yeah. awesome. And in the interview, every time I'd bring up Kane, I said, well, you know, you and Kane Hodder. He's like, who? Kane what? Who's yeah. Kane? And I love, I love how <laughs> a few of the Jasons have that banter with each other. Like I've met a few of them on, uh, at cons. And as a matter of fact, I believe it was Steve. Was this, I can't remember if it was Steve. Dash. It was Steve. one of the Jasons. It may have been Steve Dash. That was at the same because I met three Jasons at one dash or at one dash at one con. And when I was going to get an autograph for the other Jason, he was like, "Fuck that guy over there!" I was just laughing. Like, Go tell him that. I was like, "No, dude, if you go online, the best trio ever is Kane, CJ, and Steve." You you'll fall down a rabbit hole of them being interviewed places, bro. They make fun of each other and laugh. They were by far the best three at panels ever. See, and I, lo- I love stuff like that where they do that because it just makes the fans more excited when you see that, when you hear that. And it makes you want to watch. go back and just watch the movies just because they made you laugh. Right there. It's like, oh, shit, now I got to go watch part yeah. two, part six, and part seven, like right now. Yeah. And, oh, man, hats off to you guys for this film. This was just, this was awesome. Jason's under mask at the end, dude. That would look sick, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. I have no compl- the look of Jason was perfect in my perfect. opinion. I have no complaints about that. Like, oh, thank they, you. They really did their thing with this, and like how you were saying earlier, how you talked to talk to all the other Jasons, and then Steve was like, "Listen, make it your own." And again, I seen that you made it your own, but I can see you're paying homage to all of them in a, in, a, in your own way. But you made it your own completely. Like nobody can say like you copied this Jason or that Jason, which is another awesome thing I love about the Friday the Thirteenth films with all the different Jasons besides Kane with seven through X is everybody had their own style that was unique and nobody really, nobody copied the other Jason, which I thought was just awesome. It's like, let me just make it my own. Yeah. And it makes, I guess it makes it easier for us fans to pick our favorites and, you know, as far as our favorite, not our favorite film through those, but our favorite Jasons because everybody's their own Jason. Did you notice Aaron too, that they had Bugsy from the game in the movie? Yep. I was yeah, pointing okay. out to my wife. I was like, he's in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a character really? usually eats. Yeah. Yeah, Bugsy, the guy says, fucking bears. Little that bears. guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, he looks like Bugsy, kind of. got the, the haircut yeah. and everything. Yeah. 
Yep. That's actually the character I usually use because I usually try to go for the colored characters when I can. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I do, but in the games, I do the complete opposite of what I really do in real life. If Jason's after me, I'm not going to try to fight him at all because that's just going to be stupid. But in the game, I can't help myself. I don't want to escape. I want to fight him. I'm like, come on. You want to kill him? Yeah. I try to. I don't ever succeed, but I don't care. You've never <laughs> killed him? You never killed him? Because at the same time, I love watching the kills in that game. So it's just like, I don't even get mad. I'm like, I, I just want to fight him a little bit. I don't want him to like do a cool kill that I haven't seen yet. That would right. be my goal every time. <laughs> Complete opposite of what the game is about, but hey, listen. Yeah. If you're having fun. Yes, yes. You guys have any other questions for them? <coughs> Jason or Sorry, first name? My, sorry, my throat's just dry. I'm good. Like I said, they, these guys deserve their flowers, and hopefully we yes. see some some uh, development from them. Have you guys seen them. V2? Yeah. Thursday. Uh, I've seen half of it, and I'm like, I need to watch V1 again. So I just rewatched V1. So uh, I think really think if you liked V1, you're going to love V2, especially the end. I can't wait. I yeah. Can't, I can't That's wait. the thing is, like, I keep hearing that it's, uh, people love it throughout, but I've seen it so many times. I'm waiting for the halfway mark. Because it just it grabs you by the balls and doesn't stop from <clears throat> midpoint on, and yeah. it's uh. oh, from 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 the road scene on, right? From, yeah, or just shortly yeah. after that. Yeah. So yeah, it, I'm just I get excited when I'm in a theater with an audience or anything like that, and I'm just like, okay, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, but yeah, it's once we get there, it just hits the hits the gas. That's awesome. That's great. That's like the same thing with me with Rosebud. You watch watch alongs and Jason's not into the end. And you see everyone, they kind of like the story and everything. And then when Jason comes, it's just fu- Brooks just goes balls to the fucking wall. Within like 15 minutes, he kills everybody. So <laughs> it was just fucking insanity. And you see people's react. Oh, oh they start to get into it. And it's, it's cool to see that too. I agree. See, I like that. I like that. Because you made it and you made them react the way you react when you watch the film. So it's, it's so, so cool, you know? Yep. I can't wait to see part. I see. I, I don't remember if I watched part two or not because I remember watching Vengeance around when it came out. We finished. Hey, the, the prisoner and Jason finished their fight in part two. Okay. See. Remember how we were face to face in one? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. Good. I get to see that. I get to see where that goes now. It's not, good for, it's not good for me, dude. Oh, I know. So now you got your homework. You all got to watch part two beginning yep. to end before Thursday. So. Oh, we will. We will. Because you'll have lots of questions. Reviewing that one on Thursday. And again, like I said, I cannot wait. We're ready for that. We'll be ready for that. I do have to give you guys a word of advice. So this is very, very important. If you eat potato chips, don't eat these ones. (laughs) Roasted cumin lamb skewer flavor. Oh, yeah. You actually got those? I I did. (laughs) Roasted roasted cumin lamb, I think. And they're they're... (laughs) there. Don't don't do that. Don't don't eat those. That's my no, advice for you guys. You don't appreciate you that. Work. He was wondering why it was a little salty. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, dude. Uh, people try to get too fancy. Like, you guys like pineapples on the pizza or, or potatoes and shit? I'm an islander. Pineapple goes with everything. I eat avocado uh, for breakfast. Yeah, avocado, but I don't think pineapple goes with the kind of burns, you know? That's delicious, man. I just had some on the pizza earlier today, actually. Actually. Vision. Yeah. I didn't make it, though. Don't worry. I didn't burn it. <laughs> Yo, I just went to the shooting sites for part two. Did you see me post it? 
I seen some of them. Yeah, I seen. Yeah, them I went with Riley. We, we we went to more. We went to the casino where the casino was. It was burned down. We went to the main cabin, but it's fucking blocked with a gate. We were gonna push it open and fucking drive through, but I don't feel like getting arrested. <laughs> but yeah. All of a sudden, there's a helicopter up. Somebody hops out a charger yeah. in a black suit. So I've heard that it's like their summer house, and they're not even there all the time. <laughs> that you can get close, but it's not. It's not worth it, you know. Free yeah. Airbnb. They're gonna tow my car. I'm fucking an hour from home. Like you know, it's not gonna be good. Nah, it wouldn't be worth it. No, no. <laughs> I can't. Ru- I can't run. I'm legally handicapped. <laughs> I can't fucking run. So <laughs> Riley's fucking a big dude. He's making it far, so it wouldn't like, have been good. You, you got us. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. We're yeah. not gonna run if you towed my car. We may have tried to run to the car, but yeah, yeah. But it was cool seeing this stuff. It's sad that the um the house outside of, uh, Alice's is gone. That's in uh, Waterbury, and it's just a parking lot. And for some reason, there's only three houses they destroyed on two blocks. And that that was one of the three. I have no idea why. It, it for stuff like that, it kind of baffles my mind at times because I'm like, you know, that there's fans of these films that are like diehard fans that would pay just to walk through this house, and you guys can do something with that, but you don't. You they just don't it. know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't get it. You know, that's like the agents. Every time they get these people, like in the last five years, they've gotten so many more people than they never got before. Mm-hmm. Explain to him you can make big money. The, the guy from part four, Rob, I play his brother James Gear in Fall Camp Blood. I called him in, in Fall Camp Blood. I read a note from him and I told Riley, who would it be if we actually got him to read it? You know, it's cooler than me reading it. So um, I called him and he's like, no one's going to care about that. And I was like, are you insane? I'm like, people will love that. And he's like, no. Nah. So I said, I'll pay you $250 just to read this thing for 30 seconds. He's like, no, I don't want the credit. I, I said, I'll uncredit you if you could just do it. And he's like, dude, I don't, I don't think you understand. Nobody cares. I said, no, you don't understand yeah. that everybody cares. If he would have went in costume and did pictures with Ted White for the last 10 years, he would have made a couple hundred grand. Easily. He, I would have paid, I'd pay $200 for that all day Easily. long. Yeah. Right, Jason, Easily. wouldn't you? Yeah. Him and Ted White back together, bro. He's killing me. Get the fucking little mini hook thing out, bro. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> So I get excited, sorry. If, nah, if, if only, man. If only. Yeah. But that's what they do what they do with um Judy Aronson. Somebody said, Hey, get naked, or she's not really naked, but get like look like you're naked in the raft and we'll sell pictures of you in the raft. And it sells out every time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's smart. It's smart. Again, we're fans. It's like, you said, it. it's like you said, Aaron, you give them what they want. That's what exactly. they want. And you're a fan yeah. asking for it. And will listen, <laughs> I want you to be in this movie. Just say this line. Here's $250. Yeah. I'm a fan of this franchise. Yeah. You don't understand. I have a tattoo on the back of my big bald head of a Jason Max. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But... <laughs> but I'm sure you would have said that if it would have got him in the book. Oh, I would have said anything. I would have sent him nudes if I fucking had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Got to get the job done, man. Yeah, no one's gonna ask. Yeah, I got him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Everything's got a price. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Oh, man. this is fun. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that was hilarious. That's Hollywood for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Excuse I guess me, we can wrap this one up, though, guys. I want you guys to let everyone know where they can find you. 
Peter and Jason, whoever wants to go first. I do have your guys' links in the description. Uh, I got a link tree now. I didn't even put it up yet. Uh, at, at the Peter Anthony or the real Peter Anthony, pretty much everywhere, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, YouTube is Peter Anthony Productions, uh, where I have Roseblood, uh, Fall of Camp Blood on there that you can watch those movies for free. And I'm the Jason Brooks official on just about everything. And then Real Fiction Studios, um, realfictionstudios.com, all Facebook, Instagram, all that there stuff. Go. go check those guys out. They do, they do some dope stuff. And go buy their movies. Yes, you can watch them on YouTube. Go, go buy them, too. Go buy them, too. Go support them because we want more of this type of content. We have to show Hollywood, like, listen, these are the guys you need to be paying to make these movies. So let's show Hollywood by getting these movies. Thanks. Getting these views up because, again, then we'll start getting better. We'll start getting better movies all around, not just horror. I mean, that's my favorite genre by far, but not just horror, but just in general all around. We're getting creative people who just don't have the finances or the backing to Yo, Hollywood, look, this is an actual good script. This is an actual good movie. This is an actual good show. This is something different. This is what the fans want. How do I know? Because I'm a fan and I wrote it with fans and created with fans of this. Not just, hey, you, I need you to write this about this movie that you've never heard of, don't care about. Should I watch the other ones? No, don't watch the old ones. Don't even don't even ask fans. Just 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 look at the mask and write your own idea. Like that's that's what you guys are basically doing. And then you copy and paste that. Stop. Here's, that. here's some bullet points. Develop around that. <laughs> yeah. But what about this amazing fan film? No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how they're going to fail eventually. And the indies are going to start moving up more and more and more. And I want to see it. And I can't wait to see it. I appreciate what you guys did with these films. Thank you, man. So I appreciate you having us on here. Yeah. Of course, man. Of we'll course. see you again on Thursday, man. Yes, I cannot yeah. wait. You're going to do Fall Camp Blood eventually, right? That's on the list. Okay. I I have the whole schedule. Not only do I have the whole schedule out, like already out on my Facebook group, which I had to redo because Facebook deleted my other one. But anyways, on my Facebook group, I have a post of all the films that we've reviewed and are going to review with the dates that we're going to be reviewing them. So for the fans that want to be in the comments along with these, you'll know the days we're going to be reviewing them. So you can watch the movies ahead of time or whenever. And boom, you can jump in the comments and talk about all this stuff like that. Who always does. Shout out to him. You know, I'm prepared, guys. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, next time, uh, Jason, maybe a Thursday, and I'll do it for Fall Camp Blood. I'll, I'll take this live feed and throw it in my pages, and then we'll get more questions maybe. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can even um, – I can tell you about that behind the scenes. I, I can send you a link to where it can draw it to your YouTube and all that, and then it'll draw the comments all into one thing when we're live. Yeah. I use, I use StreamYard. I think I see – I don't know if I see them all. Maybe I do. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jason and Worst Damien, I'll let the viewers know where they can find you guys as well. At Three Geeks Podcast, anywhere you find podcasts. At the Worst Damn Gamer on every single platform, literally, that you can find it. And it's my, it's my gamer tag, too. There you go. And for Jason and Peter, Jason Brooks and Peter, I'll say, so we don't get mixed up. Those two guys have dope podcasts, and it would be great. I mean, if you guys wanted to go talk about your films over on their shows. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a podcast now, so yeah, let me know. Hit me up. Nice. Absolutely. Well, I guess I'm going to have to invite myself over there, too. <laughs> yeah, you do, man. Yeah. Definitely. But seriously, I, I love doing this kind of stuff and kind of connecting and getting more eyes on everyone's things that because we all deserve it. We all bust our ass. We all love what we're doing with this. And, and to find me, guys, go to horrorsearch30.com. You'll find all my stuff. Thank you guys for watching and listening. I greatly, greatly appreciate every single one of you. Make sure you guys go check out Vengeance. 
Make sure you guys go check out Roseblood. Go check out all the Friday the 13th fan films. Go check out all the fan films, all the indie films, because, again, show them the love because they deserve it. They put the passion, the blood, sweat, and tears in it. And they actually love what they're doing because, again, not everybody's making a lot of money like Hollywood. <laughs> so go check them out. Thanks, man. Senior Nightmares. Peace. Peace. Thank you.